Today's daf Maseches Saita is daf Chav Dalid. We are beginning the fourth parak of Maseches Saita, the bottom of Chav Gimel, Amud Beis. As is Hashem, there are two main sections in today's daf. We have the Mishnah, the new Mishnah, the beginning of the fourth parak, that discusses scenarios that women would or would not be able to drink. We'll go through many unique scenarios, a couple of debates, and then we'll have in the Gemara a machlokas Rabbi and Rabbi Yoshia regarding the the specific cases of. Shemeres Yavam and Narusa, if Sukim exclude them from being able to drink, we'll see it's a machlek, as Ramishna is going to side the Karbionasan, and then turning to Chavdal and Mugbez, we'll see that this leads us into a machlek as Rav and Shmuel, but we're going to say that both Rav and Shmuel could be both like Karbionasan and Yoshia the Tanoi. So let's get started. Says the Mishnah, Arusa of Shemeres Yavam, Banam Chavkim Mugbez. Arusa is a woman who only had the first stage of marriage. She hasn't yet accepted Nisuin. Or if there's a woman who is awaiting Yibum. Now in either of these scenarios, they're not entirely considered wives to their husbands yet, or to the Yavam in this, in the case of Shemeres Yavam. So if there was a Kinoyan Stira that occurred, in the case of Arusa, that her Arus, that her soon-to-be fully married husband, did Kinoyan, there was a Stira, or Shemeres Yavam, where the brother-in-law who hadn't yet done Yibum did Kinoyan, there was a Stira as well. In this case, these women would not be able to drink the mesota, nor would they get ksuva. Now, what that would mean is, is that if after Kino and Stira, they wanted to go and you know do the proceedings of sota, they wouldn't be allowed to. We'll see in the Gemara, this is based on Sukim, that in order to go through with the proceedings of drinking the sota waters, they have to be more considered connected to their husbands as entirely Husbands. In this case, in these cases, there's an exclusion. Just to point out is that in the Gemara in Yavamas talks about how the Ksuva generally begins from the Suin. So either the Pshad is he wrote the Ksuva for her from Erosin, and nonetheless she's forfeiting it here, or that's referring to the other benefits of the Ksuva. But the Manamasayim, the baseline, generally starts from Erosin, and that's what we're referring to here is what she forfeits. Shinamar, because the Pasuk tells us, Asher Tista Isha Tachas Isha. It says if a woman will stray from under the jurisdiction of her husband, which means it has to be she's in the jurisdiction of her husband, then she'll drink the mesota. But prat la yavam, that excludes arus and shemeres yavam, they're not in the jurisdiction of isha, of their husband, and therefore they don't have the ability to drink mesota to resolve the situation. Continues the Gemara, the Mishnah now with a series of cases of Yisurim Lavin. So you have certain people that are married, but there's an Isser Lav that occurred in this relationship. Either it's a widow who's married to a Kohen Gadol, a divorced woman or a widow who received Chalitza. Again, they're prohibited to a Kohen Hedjot, and they're married, and the Kedushin's effective because it's just an Isser Lav, but it's Be'isser. Mamzeres, turning to Chavdal and Aleph. Or if a woman who's a Mamzeres, who's a woman born out of a union that's an Isser Karis, she's prohibited to marry an ordinary Yisroel. Or in Asina, Chavdal and Aleph. Or in Asina, the Yisrael, who are married to Yisraelim. Rashi explains that Asinim were people who came to Yeshua Benun, as recorded in the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, claiming to be from a foreign entity. They brought they brokered a peace treaty. It turned out they were from Yavusi, I believe, which means they had to destroy them, but they couldn't destroy them because they already had a peace treaty and it would be Chilul Hashem to do so. So they, Yeshua placed them as the water carriers and wood choppers. And later in the days of David, because David HaMelech saw that these people, they're called the Nesinim or the Givonim, had terrible Midos, he said that if there's an Isser to marry into the Kahal, 
Bottom line is, they're not allowed to marry, but in the column, there's an Isser Lav. Ubas Yisrael Mamzer or the reverse in terms of the genders. The Bas Yisrael is married to a Mamzer or Nasin. This is not a marriage that we want to maintain. Meaning, the whole purpose of the Mesota is to maintain the marriage, to see that she's Tahora, and then she go back to, goes back to her husband. But we don't want them to go back in these cases because there's Yisrael Lavin that are going on while they're married, so they would not drink, nor would they get the Ksuva. Continues the Mishnah, a series of women based on not the marriage itself necessarily, but based on circumstances that occur, uh, they would not be allowed to drink the Mesaita or get their Ksuva. So we really talked about these in the last parak, but now we're talking about them specifically in terms of drinking and the Ksuva. If she says, I am Tamea, I mean, she admits in the Sota process that she was Mezana, so she forfeits her Ksuva, she's divorced, and she doesn't drink. Or witnesses show up and, and say that she was Tamea, the same idea. Or she refuses to drink. So in such a case, she is the one causing the holdup in drinking the water, therefore she doesn't drink, and she's divorced without a Ksuva. However, if the husband's the one who refuses her to drink, he says, I don't want my wife to drink, or he is the one that caused the issue because he had relations with her on the travel to the base of Mikdash where it was us, and we know the Pasuk says he has to be minukim avon, and if he had relations with her, it prevents the waters from being effective. So he is the gorim that causes the waters to be ineffective. In this case, she has to be divorced and she doesn't drink. However, she does get paid the ksuva as the husband's the one stopping the proceedings from occurring properly. Continues the Mishnah. So now we're going to get to his three three different arguments, particular cases. Let's get started. If the husband passes away before, if the husband passes away before she's able to go through the procedure and she can't drink the mesota if he's not there, she has to be there. Now you have a debate. say. She takes her ksuva and she doesn't drink. It means she can't drink because her husband's not there based on the psukim, and therefore she just gets her ksuva. Either she drinks or she doesn't get her ksuva. And we're going to explain to the Gemara what Basil's opinion seems to be, but it seems like he's saying that because she cannot drink anymore, therefore she forfeits her ksuva. Continues the Mishnah, case number two of debate. This is interesting. The halacha is... If a woman is divorced or widowed from her husband, and she's pregnant or nursing, another man is not allowed to marry her rabbinically until the child is two years old. It means in the case of pregnancy, until she births and then the child is two years old. Or in the case of nursing, until the child is two years old. The reason is because if she would get married, her new husband wouldn't necessarily care as much about her prior child. He might impregnate her again thus causing her milk to dry up, and he wouldn't care enough to pay for you know expensive uh, formula that the child should be taken care of, the child could die. They didn't have maybe such accessible formula. So Chazal made Xera up to 24 months, which is the normal amount of time to nurse, a woman shouldn't remarry after being divorced, pregnant, or widowed, or, or, uh, or, or with a child. So now in a scenario where somebody broke that Gezer Drabanan, what's going to be the halacha if she became a Sota following that marriage? So, he married a woman who was pregnant or who was nursing a child, and then he warned her and she became a sota. So, says the mission of the town, first town of Remeir, Remeir says, Look, this is also not a marriage that we want to continue because it's be'isr, and therefore she can't drink and she doesn't get her ksuva. 
There is a way to salvage this marriage. If you would divorce her and separate from her and then remarry her after 24 months, it would be perfectly acceptable. So therefore, she could go through with the Sota procedure because this is not necessarily a marriage that we need to break up. Continues the third machlok is in the Mishnah. Islandess, if you have a woman who is an islandess, which is a woman who never developed the uh, female characteristics to be able to bear children. Vizikena, or an older woman who is uh, post-menopause, she can't have children. Or if she took some sort of a medication preventing her from being able to give birth, future. So in all of these cases, if she's married to a man who hasn't yet had children and fulfilled the mitzvah of pru revu, so the first opinion says, Since he needs to be married to a woman in order to have children and fulfill the mitzvah of pru revu, this is also problematic. So she can't take her ksuv and she doesn't drink. Rabbi Lezer, I Rabbi Lezer, says, no, there's a different solution, and we could maintain this marriage, because a man can marry more than one wife, so he can marry another woman, and have children from her. So therefore, this marriage is not necessarily one we need to break up. She could go through with the Sota procedure, not a problem. And the Mishnah concludes this point, which is, the rest of the women, either they drink or they don't take their ksuva. So Taisus, the Rishonim, point out over here, this seems to be extra. And they say that the, this includes a scenario where someone over, writ, overrode a different takanas chazal. Chazal or mesakin, if a woman is divorced or widowed, um, she has to wait three months before she remarries. Why? Because we want to see if she's pregnant. If she's pregnant, so we'll know that the child born of that woman is from her first husband. If she marries within three months, perhaps we will have be besafek if the child born um, after she marries the second man is his child or the original one's child. So if somebody broke that takanas chazal and instead married a woman within those three months that she, he was, she was supposed to not marry. So the Mishnah here is including, according to Taisvis, that even though you broke it, my dahava hava, there's no knas, it's considered ishtar re'uyalo, it's his fitting wife, and she would actually be able to drink, and if she doesn't drink, she doesn't take her ksuva, meaning it would be like a normal woman in this scenario. Okay. Continues the Mishnah. Eishes kohen shosa umuteris labayla. The wife of a Kohen is allowed to drink the waters of the Sota, and she's permitted to her husband. We'll see in the Gemara exactly what the Chidush in this is, but in general we know that a woman of a, the wife of a, of a Kohen, uh, even if she's raped, she's prohibited to her husband. But however, in this case, if she drinks and she's, uh, not, she doesn't die, she's permitted to her husband. Eishas Sris Shaisa, the wife of a Sris, which is a man who's physically unable to have relations based on some dysfunction. So Shaisa, she could also drink. Rashi says it has to be that this happened after they were married, because otherwise there would be an issue, the Kad Mashchivas Ba'al In order for a woman to drink the waters of the Sot, it has to be she had relations with her husband prior to any situation of a Boel, of the suspected adulterer, as we'll see on Omer Bez today. So therefore, it has to be that when they were married initially, he was able to have relations, they had relations, and now afterwards he became dysfunctional somehow. And Chedosh is, nonetheless, Shaisa, she would drink. Now the Mishnah turns to the husband's perspective. The husband is able to warn her not to school herself uh, with any of the arayas even. Even with those that are forbidden relationships to her, like her father or brother, can be warned and, and turn her into a sota if she would seclude with those people. Besides for someone that is a child, we'll see uh, in the Gemara this also, and also somebody that's not an ish. Someone that's not considered a man. We'll see in the Gemara what that is. There's a machlekes rishonim if katan refers to a child under the age of nine, but he's pasha not roi for bia, or if it's under thirteen because he's considered a katan malach. 
So those people, katan she'eno ish, you cannot warn her and turn her into a sota because of that point. Now there are certain people, the husband is unable to warn her, but if Beisden sees her acting in a promiscuous manner, they could step in and warn her. Either her husband became a cherish, a deaf mute, so he can't, he can't verbalize a warning. Or he becomes deranged, or he becomes crazy, he can't warn her. Or physically he's locked in jail, so he can't warn her. So in all these cases, Beisden will step in and warn her. But the Tanakhama's opinion here is, they cannot give her to drink based on this warning because it's only when the husband warns can the husband bring her to drink. Right, Rashi explains over here based on the Pasuk, uh, means the husband has to warn, the husband could bring her to drink. But if Bezdin warns her, she cannot drink. So all it really accomplishes in this warning is that she'll lose her ksuva because now she's a sota and prohibited to her husband and it's her fault so she'll forfeit her ksuva based on this warning. However, Abiyasi and Resi disagrees, Aflash Gaisa, that even in this situation, Bezdin's warning would allow the husband to bring her to drink. Because when the husband comes out of jail, he could bring her to drink, so not only to forfeit her ksuva, but even to give her to drink. He disagrees with the drush of the Tanakam, doesn't have to be the kin of Ahavi. Says the Gemara, we learned in our Mishnah, Arusa and Shamaris Yavam, now by saying they don't drink and they don't get their ksuva and it's because it's based on a drush of the implication is is that they could become a saita means they forfeit their ksuva so the point is is that although they don't drink these arusa and shemeris yavam the warning that is done to them by the arus or the yavam could make them into a sota so the one says what's the makar for that they don't drink the mesota because they're not considered under tachas isha, under the jurisdiction of the husband. But they could be warned and become saitas. How do we know this? It's Hanurah because the Brisa teaches. It says in the parish of Sota, and also speak to B'nai Yisrael, and there's extra words. It says, and you shall say to them. There's a reboy here. What is including? It teaches us that not only can you warn an ordinary wife to make her into a sota, but even those that are a little bit not under jurisdiction of the husband, like Arusa and Shemeres Yavam, can also be warned and made into sotas. Continues the Gemara, Masnis and Mani, who is the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Yainas, and it is Rabbi Yainasen's opinion. Our Mishnah that holds that both Shemeris Yavam and Arusa cannot drink, we'll see in a moment, it's actually a Machlaikis, and this, our Mishnah will conform with the opinion of Rabbi Yainasen. Ditanya, the Brisa teaches. Now, before we see this inside, let's just speak out a point over here. Both Arusa and Shemeris Yavam are somewhat connected to the man, but they're also not fully connected to the man. And there's reasons in regards to both to say why one is more connected to the husband or the Yavam than the other. So let's just speak that out for a minute. <clears throat> and again, and the, basis, the basic understanding would be the ones that are allowed to drink are those that are more under jurisdiction of the husband. So on one hand, Arusa is somebody that the husband actually did a Misa of Kedushin, and she's Asura to everyone else in the world based on Erosin. It's a Chiv Ish already with Erosin. So in a certain way, she's very connected. But on the other hand, the Shomer Siavam, 
the amount that's necessary to consummate the marriage is just bia. And as we'll see, it doesn't even have to be a, with, have to be a bia with intention. Even bishogeg, onis, other kinds of ways would even make it effective. So to consummate the marriage is much less significant in a certain way. Yavama is more connected. So we're going to have a machlaikis. There's exclusions in the psukim. And based on which is considered less connected to the husband, the tanoim are going to say would logically be excluded from drinking mesota more than the one who's more connected logically. And there's really arguments on both sides. The Tanya, the Brisa teaches the Pasuk says, Tachas Isheikh, under your husband. So it teaches us that she has to be married to her husband to drink Mesota, which excludes Prat Arusa. This is Rabbi Yoshia's opinion. It excludes an Arusa. Since she's not fully married to her husband, yet they haven't had Nisuin, she will not drink Mesota. Yochol Shani Maitziyav Shemeres Yavam continues, Rabbi Yoshia, I might think that you also exclude Shemeres Yavam from drinking Mesota. Talmud Lomar, therefore the Pasuk has a reboy, Ish Ish, extra terminology. Deve Rabbi Yoshia. So Rabbi Yoshia's opinion is, is, Shomeris Yavim would drink, she's included from Ish Ish, clearly not like our Mishnah. Rabbi Yonis in the second Tana says, Tachas Isheikh, starts with the same Pasuk. It says, under the jurisdiction of your husband, teaches us that she only drinks if she's married fully to her husband. Pratla Shomeris Yavim. So Rabbi Yonis says this excludes the Shomeris Yavim, she does not drink the May Saita. Oitzi Shomeris Yavim Arusa. I think you only exclude Shomeris Yavim, but not Arusa because she's more connected to her husband. Therefore, we have a second puzzle, which is the puzzle we quoted in the Mishnah, that she strays from under her husband. And this also excludes Prat Arusa, so Isheikh excludes Shemeres Yavam. Isha, Tachas Isha, excludes Arusa. And the Gemara explains the Machlaikis over here is based on the understanding of which one's more connected logically. And there's ways to understand both. Mar, according to Rabbi Yainasan, he says that an Arusa is more considered a person's wife, and that's why you need a secondary exclusion of Takasisha to exclude the Arusa. Why is the Arusa more considered the person's wife? Because he created the Kedushin, and she'll get Skila if she's Mizana after the stage of Erosin. So therefore, if not for Takasisha, actually an Arusa would drink Mesota. But now that you have Yisheikh and Isha, Shemer Siyavim and Arusa are both excluded from drinking Mesota, according to Rav Yonasan. Umar, Rav Yoshi, Alimalei, Shomer Siyavim, he says it's more considered a wife when it comes to Shomer Siyavim, because you don't need Mesir Lechopa to make her his full wife. All you need is Bia. You just need relations. And even Biznus would make her fully his wife. And therefore, Rav Yoshi actually, actually concludes that Tachas Sheikh excludes the Arusa she doesn't drink, but Shomer Siyavim does in fact drink because her bond with her husband is already considered as if a full wife. Continues the Gemara, how does each explain the Psukim of the other? What does Rabbi do with the drush of Riboy Ish Ish? He teaches it to include the wife of a deaf mute, the wife of a deranged person, or the wife of a Shiamum. Rashi says, Seems like somebody that's. Uh, I don't know, dementia, something that is his, totally, his mind is gone. So in all these cases, the drush of Ish Ish teaches us, Beisden will step in and warn the wives, which can make them into sotas, if the wives are acting promiscuous. Continues the Gemara of Talma Beis. Now, Rabbi Yoshia, Hai Tachas Isha, Mayavidlei. Now, what does Rabbi Yoshia do with Tachas Isha? He didn't use that second exclusion. So, what does he use it for? He uses it, as we'll learn later in Davchav Zayin, to compare Ish to Isha and Isha to Ish. Now, it doesn't explain over here what this drasha is, but from this Pasuk of, pasuk of Tachas Isha, he uses these for some alternative drasha to compare men to women and women to men in certain halachas relating to Sota. We'll see later. 
Okay, I'll ask the following question. The implication is, according to both Shitas, Rabbi Yainasan and Rabbi Yaishia, well, sorry, the, the Drush, according to both of them, Arus is excluded from drinking Mesota. Everybody agrees about that. Um, Rabbi Yaishia learns that from Tachas Isheikh. And uh, Rabbi Yonasan learns that from Tachas Misha. But the point is, you need a Pasuk to exclude an Arusa from drinking Mesota. Gemara says that the problem is, we're about to show there's a different drasha that seems to already include Arusa being unable to drink. So why do we need a special drasha according to both Tanoim? Because you have Tachas Yishech and Isha, Rabbi Yonasan and Rabbi Yonasan exclude Arusa from drinking Mesota. Halav hachi, but without those drushes, the implication is, Hav I would have said Arusa Shasti, that Arusa does drink Mesota. The problem is, Vahaki Asa Rabbi Achabar Chanina Midroima, when Rabbi Achabar Chanina came from the south, Asa Vaisi Masnisa Biyadi, he brought the following teaching with him. The Pasuk says in the Parsha of Sota, Mibala de Isheikh, that you strayed with another man from under or instead of your husband. So the way we expound Mibala de Isheikh is as follows. The only way she could become a saita and drink mesaita, drink mesaita, is if the relations with her husband preceded that of the boyel. But she will not drink the mesaita if the bia she had with the boyel, with the suspected adulterer, preceded that of the baal. And what does that mean practically? It means if it was during the stage of Arison, where the Lachari didn't have relations yet, naturally it should be that they didn't have relations. The Boyal's relations is suspected as being earlier. She can't drink Mesaita. And even if it was after Nesuin, but the husband didn't have relations yet with her, if she was then suspected of adultery, if she becomes a Sota, she can't drink Mesota. But the point is, you see clearly, and Lachari, the Gemara assumes, if she didn't have relations as an Arusa yet with her husband, so she should already be excluded from drinking from Ibaladei Sheikh. Why do I need the other Pasuk of Isheikh or Isha, as you brought earlier, to exclude an Arusa from drinking Mesota? So Amar Rabbi Barcham, Rabbi Barchama comes up with a creative scenario. It says like this, Mishkach there could be a scenario where it fulfills the Pasuk of Mibalade Isheikh in the sense that she did have relations with her husband already, yet the Pasuk of Isheikh or Isha earlier would teach us, as an Arusa, she doesn't have the ability to drink. What would be the scenario? It's where the Arus had relations with her while she was still in her father's house. He hadn't yet done this when she was living by her father. And uh, it happened. It's inappropriate, but it happened that the Arus had relations with her. So it's not Mibaladei, meaning it is Mibaladei Sheikh, is that she had relations with her Arus, her husband, before she had relations with the Boyel. So she could become a Saita and drink on that end. But now that you have Isheikh or Isha, it would exclude her from drinking the Mesaita. Gemara says the kavasa gabi shemeres yavam. However, it has to be comparable to shemeres yavam because the conversation of Yosh and Yonasan included both, and it compared the two. So, what would be the comparative situation of shemeres yavam? Kegon yavam It would be where the yavam had relations with her in her father's house. The problem is has shemeres yavam karisla. Why are you calling her a shemeres yavam then? It means these two cases have to be lachayr the same procedures. So if the case of Arusa to be a drush has to be where the Arus had relations with her in her father's house and the Chiddush is she's still excluded from the Pesukim we brought earlier, well in the case of Yavama should be the same thing. Shomer should be where the Yavam had relations with her in her father's house and the Halacha should be then we know that's his full wife, because Rav teaches us in Masechus Yavama, the Halacha is, even if you have relations with the Shomer Yavam 
the Yavmez relations, the Beshoigeg, Ba'inis, other factors which are not necessarily for, for, for full intention of Yibum. He acquires her for everything, as Rashi says over here, that if it's a Kohen, he feeds her Truma, he inherits her, he can become Tommy if she passes away, and Mashke, Potro, Beget, Beloy, Chalitza. She's fully his wife. So, Frek the Gemara then, how can you have an argument earlier if a Shomeris Yavam will or will not drink? Lachor, it doesn't make any sense. If the case of Arus is where she had relations with her Arus, Bebeis Chamea, Bebeis Avia, so the case of Shomeris Yavam should be the same thing, and Rav says that becomes his entire wife. Of course she drinks Mesota. There's no need for a Drusha to teach me she does not, according to Rabbi Yonasan, and according Rabbi Yoshio says she does. Uh, excuse me. According to Rabbi Yoshio, there's no need for a drasha to say that she does drink mesota because it's obvious that she. Meaning, according to both sheets, it comes out a little bit difficult because if it's fully his wife, as relations according to Rav, even under the guise of not ibum, would make her fully his wife. So, according to Rabbi Yoshia, that you had the pasuk of Tachasi Sheikh, um, that the of Shomeris Yavam. Uh, is needs an inclusion of ish ish. It's fully his wife. Of course, she drinks mesaita because it's ish alyasa. And according to Rabbi Yonasan, that you have another pasuk. I mean, you have tachasi sheikh, which excludes shomeris yavam lachara. It shouldn't be excluded because she's fully his wife. She should be allowed to drink mesaita. So it becomes a little bit difficult if you understand that arusa case in order to circumvent the issue of learning it out that she doesn't drink from from Mibala de Yishech is that they had relations so Yivama should be the same thing and then she should certainly be his full wife so the Gemara answer is Kishmuel no maybe the Tanoim in our the Rabbiyonis and Rabbiyashia follow the, the Amor of Shmuel Shmuel says the Amor Loikan El Ledvar Parsha Shmuel says that if you have relations with the Yivama the Yivama has relations with her not L'Shem Yivum like B'Shoigeg B'Oynes etc so there is a acquisition that occurs, but it's only those things that are mentioned in the parsha. So Rashi explains over here that he would get the inheritance of his brother, and he would exempt her with a get now. But other things, which is, for example, one of them being drinking mesaita, that would not be considered included. So therefore, since we hold like Shmuel, it's not fully his entire wife yet regarding other matters, and she still would have a reason that she should not theoretically be able to drink, and therefore it would come out, you need a drasha to teach us that she wouldn't drink, because she's not fully his wife. Gemara says, Taisus takes out the words, you can read it in. If so, we could suggest the following. Lema would emerge, perhaps, that Rav the Amoira, who says that a yibum, not even for the right intention, would acquires her entirely? It sounds like he holds like the Tanner of Yoshia that says a Shemaras Yavam drinks because she's fully his wife. Fishmuel and Shmuel, who says that he does not acquire her fully if he has relations with her, not for the sake of yibum. Who says that the Pasuk tells us by yibum, uh, by, uh, by Saita, that she does not drink. If she's a Shemaris Yavim, because he didn't acquire it for that purpose. And then it would come out that we're designating an Amara to hold like each Tana. Now the Gemara doesn't want to say this because we'd rather that the Amaraim can each fit like both Tanoim. So Amar Lecharav, Rav responds and he says, I could even hold like Rabbi Yainasan. And he proves it as follows. 
The fact that you need a Pasuk to teach me that a Shemeris Yavam does not drink Mei Saita, Michlal, that would imply the that in general, such a Yibam, a promiscuous type Yibam, would make her his entire wife. So Vaharaya, the fact that there's a special Pasuk she doesn't drink, implies in general she would be unless there's a Pasuk. So there's a special Pasuk she doesn't drink. Turning to Chafiyam Ad Aleph, Vishmul HaMeshmul says the same idea. Ana da Amri Afil I could even be like the Tana Rabbi Yoshia, Midezra fact that you need Ish Ish to teach me that Shomeris Yavim drinks Mesaita, what does that imply? It implies that she's not his wife at all. And there's a special reboy that she drinks Mesaita. So Vaharai, it's not Luchol Dover, Ela Ledvarim Haramurim Beparsha. We're stopping the top of Chafeh Amad Aleph. As Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Af Chafeh. Everyone have a wonderful day.